The following podcast may be unsuitable for children or more sensitive listeners and may contain explicit language. Joe Mackey beats up uh, two rival dance gangs that were having a dance fight with his dancing. Hey, you're listening to the It's All True podcast from Touch Vision, powered by America's second favorite source for fake news, thewhiskeyjournal.com. This podcast is simple. In each episode, I chat with a guest and ask them to reveal their own headline for a funny personal true story. This week's guest, comedian Sarah Schaefer. We talked during a live recording at Chicago's Comedy Exposition Stand-Up Festival about her old MTV show, Nikki and Sarah Live. Uh, they're very, we used to call it the Demo Lovato. Um, and like, because they were just, we were beholden. They, they're all their programming is beholden to market research and demo stuff. The course of her career. This business makes you feel awful all the time. <laughs> and she tells the heartwarming story of an awkward best friend breakup. When all these girls were splitting the little heart best friend necklace with the little jagged. And sometimes there was a three-way one. I couldn't even get into the three-way one. <laughs> all of this is coming up. But now, here's Sarah performing at the show. everybody doing? Uh, I have a boyfriend. Sorry. Um, just want to just get that out of the way before you start having thoughts. Um, we live together because we are of Satan and um, when we moved in together we decided um, that everything was perfect. Um, but then he started doing something that I was like this could be a deal breaker. He starts playing this video game like all the time. I guess it, he needs it to live. Um, I don't know what it's called. I think it's called War. Um, and I know some people in this room probably play that game a lot. And I just want to say I'm not judging you. In fact, I would like to thank you for your service to our country. And... Um, because I know you probably haven't spoken to your wife in a really long time. <laughs> you haven't even met your infant son yet, so thank you. But personally, this is just me. When I'm eating yogurt at like 9 a.m., um, I don't need to be taking fire from all fucking sides. I don't need things blowing up in my face. I don't need to be worrying about RPGs. I didn't. I don't even know what that is. I thought it was a file that a file that you download or a size of a file. I don't know. So we came up with a compromise. Um, he plays in the other room. Sorry, I do have a other room. I am wealthy. <laughs> um. <laughs> that was Sarah Schaefer performing at our live show at the Comedy Exposition Stand-Up Festival. 
You may remember her from the late night show she hosted on MTV with her friend Nikki Glaser. There is one thing we definitely agree on, and that is underwear. We love undies, which is why, yeah, um, you gotta cover up the bush sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and now, in addition to many other projects, she hosts the Lies podcast through WNYC. She created Lies because she was tired of podcasts that asked guests to tell the truth. And yet, here she is on a podcast called It's All True. Here's what happened. I actually was getting really fucking sick of my own voice on my other podcast that I have with Nikki Glaser, um, where we were just talking about our lives. And I was so tired of <laughs> just like just oversharing and and um, so tired of podcasts in general. No offense. <laughs> um, <laughs> But just like, you know, what, that I would go and be on other ones and have the same fucking stories and like, it's all, oh, what's your origin story? <laughs> like, every, and you know, especially, I'm talking about the type of podcast, not this is, has, this has a format, it's different, but I'm talking about like just the free form, like yeah. everyone trying to be Mark Maron, you know, all that shit. I'm just sick of it. <laughs> so I was like, what if I did a podcast where I invited someone on and they had to reveal nothing about themselves? But it's not like... You learn the truth by what they say, uh, by what they're Perhaps. saying is the opposite. Perhaps that's like a weird first yeah. date game. It is well, like because they play like so. For instance, one of the guests was um, was Jenny Slate, and she, you know, I talk to them as if they're. I ask them some real questions. Sometimes I make stuff up. I'll be like, "Oh, how? What was it like working?" with Taylor Swift, you know, like, <laughs> but usually I'm just like, well, you know, tell me about your process. Like I'll ask the boring podcast the boring questions and you have to lie. And they have to lie. So we did a whole conversation, Jenny, on Jenny's episode, there was a funny, we did a whole conversation about like, are men funny? <laughs> and it was, oh, it was so fun. <laughs> so it was just, um, it just, every person handles it differently. Some go just, just left of the truth or whatever. And some people go crazy absurd. Wyatt Cenac, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and I really mean that. I've assumed that it was a pleasure. Well, I'm just saying, given the title of the show, I really appreciate being here. Okay. I took time out of my schedule. Well, we're really glad to have you here. Do you mean that? I do mean that. Okay, that's, okay. that's great. Taking time out of your schedule, what were you working on before you got here today? I'm... Currently helping Joss Whedon write the Avengers 4. Describe to me the highs of having a late night show uh -huh. on MTV with your best friend. Uh -huh. And then the low, I'm assuming a low, of it being canceled. Oh, that was even higher. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. No, um, it was a, just a crazy dream come true for me, especially because I, I didn't check off any of the things on the list that they especially in the new york comedy scene that they tell you you gotta do <laughs> did you go to montreal uh, you gotta get on letterman yeah uh, this is like a festival yeah. you know, um <laughs> did you did you do a late night set did you get a half hour in comedy central and i just const i still am getting rejected <laughs> from that stuff i have like gatekeeper repellent all over like, <laughs> bookers hate me i don't know what it is about me that's so annoying but uh, y'all can see <laughs> But I didn't do any of the traditional things that I think that people would think you would need to do to get your own talk show. <laughs> talk show, yeah. And the fact that I was able to build a career, build a foundation using other methods and other paths um, to get to that point is, including podcasting, was so amazing and, and just really validating because, you know, 
this business makes you feel awful all the time. <laughs> and um, but it was so fun. We had so many great. MTV was crazy. That is as far as I'll go. <laughs> Wait, just crazy uh, in terms of um, there. And this, I think, this isn't. I'm not revealing a secret about them because I think anyone who looks at that network can tell. They're very attuned to the demo, and we used and to the call demo's it, like three years old to three. Uh, well, four like and a third half. trimester okay. to uh, no. <laughs> uh, millennials. Um, <laughs> and are millennials funny? I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, they're very. We used to call it the demo Lovato, um, and like because they were just we were beholden. They they're all their programming is beholden to market research and demo stuff, and you don't. It, it was limited. Were you hitting it? Were you hitting the a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think we did our best. We were offering something probably a little more sophisticated than what. Um, MTV thought they wanted. Um, and I learned a lot about how a show can die. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, the thing I imagine is just like the, the, the staff, you know, that aspect of it of sort of, but I'm, I'm sure they expect it too, the staff of like a late night show. What about it? I just you, when they find out, you know, you're like, oh, oh this isn't, a, this is just not happening anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, it was awful because yeah. we were like a family. I yeah. mean, a lot of the people in the staff were people that I had worked with for many years that I like brought with me, and it was like a dream for everybody, <laughs> you know. Like, and I felt, I know, I'm sure Nikki did too. We felt really sad that we couldn't all. We still all talk. We're all still all close <laughs> friends. We're still, still writing episodes. We, we still, still all talk. About, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we're just doing topical <laughs> jokes about Bieber. Um, <laughs> To each other. No, but it was just a really, really... I've worked on other shows and and good shows that were great to work at, but this show just had... And I've heard this. It makes me really proud. I've heard this from other people who worked on the show that just, like, this the group of people we had was phenomenal. And really... Ta everybody, down to intern PA, was really funny. Like, a funny person and creative. And everyone had funny ideas, and it was just laughter all the time. And so for that to stop was really sad. I wasn't sad for the project. I wasn't sad to not wor be working with MTV anymore. <laughs> um, You're sad for the people. You're a people person. Yeah, I was really, I, it's all, that's all I care about. I actually like, I'm, I have two shows in development right now and all I care about is selling a show so I can get the gang back together, <laughs> some of them, and get a new gang. Like I, I, that's all I call, all I care about is collaborating. I had, there's no, nothing to me is worth it. I would hate to be doing, uh, although I really enjoy stand-up, mm. um, it doesn't sustain for me. I need to have a group of friends to work with. You're a gang um, member. I, I am. I'm a gang leader. <laughs> um, you will be killed if you don't follow my rules, but I just love working with other people. <laughs> we'll be right back with more It's All True after the break. And when we return, you'll hear Sarah Schaefer's funny personal true story. And um, give it to the girl the next day. And in the letter, I say, please, please don't show your mom this letter. But right now, let's hear what's new at Touch Vision. Hey, I'm Eric Niewerowski. And did you know that there's a church in Indiana that is centered around smoking weed? The state where we're growing love by the pound. It's called the First Church of Cannabis. I spent the day with the church's founder. Yeah, it's that old hippie thing, Peace Love Woodstock. Yeah. We compress it and shoot it out of bazooka at everybody and it just goes boom. And I even took in a service. 
Check out We Church, My Day as a Canitarian on touchvision.com right now. Well, not right now. Finish Tim's podcast. Tim? Welcome back to the It's All True podcast. I'm your host, Tim Barnes. And in each episode, I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny personal true story. This week's guest is comedian Sarah Schaefer. Here's her headline. Um, police chief's wife bullies seventh grader over a best friend necklace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Were you ever married to a police chief? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the seventh grader in that scenario. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Richmond, comma, Virginia. Um... In middle school, and this is like a common theme in my life, I've always wanted a best friend, you know? I don't know why that um, made, I'm sorry. No, it's funny. Okay. It's like yeah. I'm, I, I, uh, I have been lucky in love, um, but I'm really unlucky in friend. And um, uh, I just, I don't know if that makes me a psycho. <laughs> But um, you, you fantasize about because you, I a, think a best the media friend. portrays um, that women have a best friend and even guys that you have a best friend and that should be an easy thing to get but that love is hard to get but I actually find friendship to be extremely challenging for me because I want it to be very intimate and close <laughs> I want us to be like just so best friends for life BFF. <laughs> And I don't think other people want that. They're just like, you're, you're up in my business too much. Um, and I'm like, why aren't you answering my call every five seconds? So in growing up in middle school, that became very pronounced. Um, when all these girls were splitting the little heart best friend necklace with the little jagged. And sometimes there was a three-way one. I couldn't even get into the three-way one. And this girl, her name was Elizabeth. I thought she was the one. And... I thought we were gonna split a best friend necklace. I just thought it was this is my chance. I finally, you know, because every girl was like getting matched up. And There's like up. a process to get a necklace. Yeah. You have to go out together and get the yeah, necklace and pick it out. You have to decide. You have to commit. Um, so uh, she, I think I found out, I don't remember if I saw it, but I found out she gave a best friend necklace. She split a best friend necklace with someone else, and I went fucking ape shit. <laughs> I was devastated. And so I wrote her like a four page letter on like loose leaf. I, I wouldn't even say loose leaf. It was definitely tattered, ripped out of a spiral. Like I didn't even, like it was rage. I wrote this long like four page diatribe about how she had hurt me. And I'm sure I said mean things in it. I'm sure I lashed out at her and said, like, you know, good luck with that. You're a terrible person. I might have even called her a bitch, like, in the letter. I don't know. I, I don't think I was that type that would call someone a bitch but at that age. But um, I'm sure I said something mean. But it was all about how sad I was. Like, it was really just a teenage raw emotions. Um, lots of underlining, I'm sure. Like, under certain <laughs> You promised! You know, or whatever. <laughs> Keep in mind, at this time in my life, my personal family life was in a fucking... was in chaos. My parents weren't around a lot. My dad was in a big financial shitstorm. And our whole lives were changing. And it was very traumatic. So that probably keys into 
my behavior. I'm at home alone, the phone rings, and I answer it, and it's this girl's mom. And she chewed me out, she screamed at me, she threatened me. She was like, I'm, do you want me to call your father? And like, you know, it's like she knew my father was not a nice person and like was going to get really angry. And I was so afraid of that. So nothing, she, te it's like she, like what a, now looking back on it, what a cunt. Like seriously. <laughs> so take advantage. And she knew, she knew what was she going on she was with doing. my family. She knew what was, yeah, she knew what she was doing. She was digging into a seventh grader's worst nightmare specifically mine and saying don't you ever talk to my daughter that way again and you, this is what you are going to do you are going to write her a letter apologizing so I'm sobbing like shaking afraid because it really was I was the thing I was the most afraid of was getting in trouble so uh, I was making it sound like I was beaten but I wasn't um, maybe emotionally okay yeah. anyway uh, um, so <laughs> So, <laughs> so, um, sorry, this story is so long, but it's almost over. Um, um, so I write an apology letter and, um, give it to the girl the next day. And in the letter, I say, please, please don't show your mom this letter. And I might've said it in a mean way. I don't know. But I was saying I did write an apology. Like, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Cause I was so scared of this woman. And I knew she, her husband was the chief of police. Like, talk about really oh fucking scaring me. So I'm yeah. like, because I'm thinking this is something I could be arrested for. <laughs> like, getting my feelings hurt by the, her bitch daughter. Um, just reacting the way anybody would. Um, so, and then, so then I give Elizabeth a letter. Next, that afternoon, another phone call. Mom is on the phone again, even more irate, screaming at me. Um, that wasn't a, a, it wasn't a real apology. Oh you my mean, god! You know, like yeah. just not stopping. And I just and I don't remember what nothing happened after that. It was just like she was just like stay away from my daughter. And I was like fuck, like well, you know. And I'm for years I didn't tell anyone. I was so scared. <laughs> I thought I had I thought I was a bad person. I thought I had done something so bad. And years later, I told my mom, and she was like what she was like I wish you had told me I would have fucking called that bitch <laughs> I would have gone to her house and I was like oh it's so isn't it so sad when you're like a little kid like you don't realize your parents they're not that scared like they really are on your side oh yeah at the end like, of the day, like yeah. they might be there might might be trouble in the house but when somebody else threatens you they will it's closed ranks time like it's like <laughs> mama bear like get the I mean like I might be like like a it might be chaos at home, but like if somebody else was to try and get to us, they would have been like, I will destroy you. Like, and, and I think as a kid, you don't know that, you know, cause you're just used to being disciplined, you know? <laughs> so hypothetical, if you had told your mother, hmm. just give me the, the cliff notes of what do you think would have happened? I think she would, my, just knowing my mom, she was so good at standing up to people. She was like, just, she would call me like, hi, um, this is Billy Schaefer. Uh, you called my daughter, and I just want to let you know, you will never call her again. You are a bully. Like, she would have been like, <laughs> but in a nice way, you are a bully, and I am going to pray for you. <laughs> have a blessed day. <laughs> don't you ever. She would be like, she would do, this is her friend. Don't you ever 
show your face here again. She used to do that. Even in a phone conversation? No, yeah. Don't you ever show your face in this phone line again. (laughs) All right. That was you to hung up and been like, all right, we'll be done with that. (laughs) And that's the show. For more updates on Sarah Schaefer and where you can see her next, visit sarahschaefer.com. It's All True is a production of Touch Vision. And for more revealing, intimate, people-centered news and entertainment about the world you live in and the life you lead, visit touchvisiontv.com today. If you dig the show, please subscribe on iTunes and tell people about it. It's a big help, and it helps a lot. My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451, and you can follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you. <laughs>